Hey, we're celebrating today. It's a great day to be in God's house. And the scripture says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. It doesn't say I was sad or I was mad or I had to go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. We're celebrating what God has done. I'm still celebrating the Astros. How about you? I say we celebrate that as long as possible since we don't have anything to celebrate with the Texans and the Rockets yet. Maybe for a long time. We don't know. So you celebrate when you can because in life, there's a lot of ups and downs, isn't there? And some of you have been through a really hard week. There's been a lot of pain. There's been some hurts. There's burdens that you carry. And I just want you to know God cares. And he's right there today. Wherever you are, maybe you're on the other side of the world worshiping with us through our online ministry or broadcast ministry. Maybe you're right here in the Woodlands or at our Atascacita campus. God knows where you're at. Not just your location, but where you're at. Where you're at in your heart. Where you're at spiritually. Where you're at in your hurt. And he cares. And he wants to meet those needs today. I'm thankful that we've got a God who wants to show to you that he's real. And that's what he's gonna do today through his word. So let's pray to him. Dear God, I thank you that we can talk directly to you because of your son, Jesus Christ, who's made a way for us. And so, Lord, I just pray today that you would make a way for everyone who feels like there's no way. Maybe they feel like they're at a dead end, that they're at the end of their rope, that you would just show them, Lord, that you can make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, you're in the miracle working business, and I thank you, Lord, that you care about every burden that we carry. And I ask you today to just reach right into our hearts and take hold of our hearts and show us a little bit more of how much you love us, how much you care about us by making yourself so real and meeting our deepest need for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Well, we're in this series. We've been looking at the power of honor and how honor's the key to unlocking the blessings of God in your life. And dishonor blocks God's blessings. The Bible says God honors, honors those who honor him. When we honor God and put him first, then he blesses our lives in so many ways. So we honor God first, and then we're to honor and value each other to build healthy relationships. And it's also really important for a society to practice the power of honor. When a nation dishonors that which is honorable, it slowly tears down a culture. When a nation honors what is honorable, it builds up a nation. This last Friday was Veterans Day. We honor our veterans. That builds up a nation. And so we're gonna do that. We always do that at Woodland Church. If you're a veteran, if you've served in any of the armed forces so that we can experience freedom today, we appreciate your sacrifice. Would you stand, even if you're currently in our armed forces, would you stand? We wanna honor you, yeah. We honor your service, and we honor those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Nothing great ever happens without sacrifice, but we honor you because you deserve honor, but we also honor you because 
We need it. We need to recognize what we should honor. Honor that which is honorable, and it builds up a nation. Well, this weekend, we're celebrating the 29th anniversary of Woodlands Church, and today we're thanking God. We're thanking God for all that he's done, and we're thanking him for what he's getting ready to do. Chris and I are so thankful for you, Woodland Church, because you're a church that honors God. And whether you've been here for 29 years or two years or two weeks, I believe God is preparing you, your family, and the church for an even greater purpose in the days ahead, for even greater things in the days ahead. So I wanted to remind us all of the way you have honored God through the years. But these principles for a church that honors God are the same principles for a life that honors God so that we can receive what God wants to give us. So would you stand in honor of God's word and would you look at me, look with me at Ephesians chapter three. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. May you be able to feel and understand as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high his love really is. And to experience this love for yourselves though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Now glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. You can be seated. Really, this passage tells us the four principles of a church that honors God and a life that honors God. And I know this has been the secret to Woodland's church. So I'm gonna give you these four principles right now. Dream big, pray hard, build people, and praise God. And we're gonna look at each one of them. First, dream big. It honors God when we believe him for big things. It honors God when you believe him for great things in your life. It honors God when we believe him for great things in our church. That's not pride in ourselves. That's pride in our God. We're proud of our God and what he does. And God loves it when his kids believe he can do something great in their lives. Let's go back to Ephesians 3. Maybe you're familiar with Ephesians 3:20, one of my favorite verses in the scripture. Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. If you're a Christ follower, I wanna ask you, what are you believing God for? What are you believing your God for in your one and only life? What are you believing God for? Do you realize he's able to do far more in our lives than we could ever think of, hope for, or even dream of? A lot of Christians suffer from what I call small God syndrome, where we make God really small and our problems look too big. Our worries feel overwhelming. We make God small and people get too big and we try to please them over God. It dishonors God when we treat him like he's smaller than our struggles. It dishonors God when we treat him like he's weaker than our worries, that he's too small to believe him for big things. And one of the lessons that God has taught us through the years and keeps teaching us again and again at Woodland Church 
is that God's vision for your life is bigger than your ability. God's vision for your life is always bigger than your ability. If the vision you have for your life is something you can do with your own ability, it's not God's vision. I guarantee you that. You see, God's vision will be something that you can't do without his power. And when you follow God's vision, you will need God's power. You can't accomplish it without God's power. When Chris and I and our family stepped out in faith to start Woodland Church, we had no members, very little resources, no place to meet, but we did have one thing, a vision from God that was bigger than us, that only God could fulfill. So we had to depend on him. Look at Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But the opposite is also true. Where there is vision, the people flourish. Where there is no vision in a company, it will eventually perish. But where there is great vision, it can flourish. Where there's no vision in a marriage, it's in danger of dying. But with the godly vision, that marriage can flourish. When you don't have God's vision for your life, your passion in life will eventually perish. Vision is what keeps you going when you feel like giving up. And if there's one thing I could give you this Thanksgiving, it's the gift of vision. That you would begin to see how awesome and mighty God is and how much he loves you. That he has a big vision for your life that's bigger than your ability, but not God's. Look at this part of Ephesians 3, beginning with verse 18. May you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high his love really is, and to experience this love for yourselves. Though it is so great that you will never see the end of it, or fully know or understand it, and so at last you will be filled up with God himself. When you begin to see and feel and understand how much God loves you, you will step out in faith and follow his great vision for your life. You will trust him, you will take risks in faith. You will be fully alive, why? Because you can trust a God who loves you that much. And I think that's my real prayer for you today, that you'll begin to feel a little bit of how much God loves you. His unconditional, graceful love that holds you no matter what. Whether you're 19 or 90, if you're still breathing, God still has a vision for your life that's greater than your ability. Look at Jeremiah 32, 27. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? When life feels so overwhelming that it's hard to believe that you can do anything more or anything greater than what you're doing, just surviving, just remember, nothing is too hard for God. Don't let your problems today keep you from believing what God wants to do in your life tomorrow. You see, the reason many times why we don't have God's vision that's bigger than our ability is because we get bogged down in just the daily stresses of life. It's like, God, I can't find my keys today, so you can't do anything great with my life. I mean, we get bogged down in all these stresses and we feel like our plate is full, we can't do anymore, and we're looking down at all these stresses and problems and we fail to look up to see that God can do so much more through our lives than we could ever do, than we could ever dream of. Don't let all the worries and stresses of today keep you from believing God's great vision for your life tomorrow. Remember, God's vision for your life will be bigger 
than your ability, but not bigger than your God. And one of the reasons that we don't dream big is because we know we're ordinary. We know that we can't do something great. And one of the most important lessons God has taught us at Woodland Church is that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. God uses ordinary, imperfect people because that's all he's got to work with. At Woodland Church, we're all just ordinary, imperfect people, but we've chosen to place our ordinary faith in an extraordinary, perfect God, and he does extraordinary things through us. We may be ordinary, imperfect people, but we've chosen to believe our extraordinary God for great things, and that honors God. He loves that. He blesses that, and this Thanksgiving, I thank God for you, Woodland Church, because you are a visionary people. I honor your faith and your vision. So many of you get the big picture of what God is doing. You see beyond yourself. You dream of what God wants to do in your life and in your family and in our church, in our city and in our world. God is calling us to a greater vision at Woodland Church than ever before, to step out and take risks in faith to make a greater impact in the world. God will always keep stretching your faith and growing your vision. The comfort zone is the death zone. You know, many times we wanna get comfortable. We should thank God for what he has done, but he never wants us to get comfortable. He wants us to be passionate. And you lose your passion when you stay in the comfort zone. It becomes the death zone to your passion, the death zone to your purpose, And so God is always pushing you out of the comfort zone. God loves you so much if you're a Christ follower that when you get settled in your comfort zone and you're just kind of going through life and everything's good, he'll allow something in your life to shove you out of your comfort zone into your calling, into his purpose. You see, our vision should always grow and God will always stretch us in faith to build our faith but his purpose stays the same. Look at Psalm 33, 11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. God's purpose lasts forever. If a vision is from God, it will be all about his purpose because if your vision doesn't line up with God's purpose, it won't last. If you have a selfish vision where your vision and your purpose is all about yourself, then it will die with you. And even if you have a a good vision, if it doesn't line up with God's purpose, then it won't last for eternity. It won't make an eternal difference. God's purpose stands forever. It's eternal. And at Woodland Church, our purpose will never change because it lines up with God's purpose. What is our purpose? We exist to help people experience Christ so that they can grow strong in Christ and take this Christ experience to the world. See, our purpose is to get rid of religion so people can experience a relationship with Jesus Christ because Christianity is not about a religion, it's about a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Religion is all about following rules and rituals to try to earn God's love, to try to earn God's acceptance, to try to earn perfect heaven, and we could never get to perfect God. We can never get to perfect heaven. 
because of all our imperfections and all of our sins and faults. And he's perfect and heaven is a perfect place for perfect people, but none of us are perfect. That's why God came to us because we couldn't get to him and he became one of us and he died for us and he rose again so that we could have a relationship with him here on this earth and forever in heaven. And when you have a relationship with Christ, you love him. You see how much he loves you, and you want to obey him because you trust that he knows what's best for you. Someone who loves you that much is never going to let you go. And so you have a relationship with Christ, and it changes you from the inside out. You want to obey him. Your life begins to change. Now, religion is all about outward stuff acting a certain way, looking a certain way. It's all about do's and don'ts and using spiritual words, looking religious on the outside. A relationship with Jesus changes you on the inside. So you wanna follow him and obey him on the outside. Religion also adds more rules and traditions that burden you down. I mean, in some churches, you know, it's like you gotta do these certain things so that you, you can be accepted by God and you gotta kinda tip your hat to God constantly and, and say these prayers, do these rituals, and then you're okay. It's all outward stuff. But just about every church you know, adds a few things on it. And so our goal is to keep kicking religion out the door and, and just make it all about Jesus Christ. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. See, I grew up Baptist, and I'm really proud of that because I came into a relationship with Christ. I was taught how to study the Bible for myself. But there were also some religious rules that were added on, some things that you know, were added on, like one of them was don't dance. Don't you dare dance. I mean, there's murder, then there's dancing, you know? <laughs> don't you dare dance. You know, in church, you could tap one foot, but if you started tapping two, then whoo, look out, he's dancing. You know, some churches start getting caught up in all the outward stuff. And by the way, my wife, when she was a senior in high school and I was a freshman in college, we started dating and it came to her senior prom and she asked me out to her senior prom and I said, you know what? I can't do it because I love Jesus. You know, I thought it was so spiritual. You know, I'm just too spiritual to go dancing. And so she was so amazing and merciful that... Uh, you know, we just went out to eat, and she missed her senior prom. She's been bitter at me ever since because <laughs> she's since found out it wasn't because I was so spiritual. It's because I couldn't dance. So I've been making it up to her. We've done dancing lessons. We've done all kinds of stuff like that together, and she's now given up because she said, you just step on my toes. It's miserable. Forget it. It's not a gift God's given you. You have no rhythm, so we're done. But some churches, they get all caught up in, in outward stuff like that. It's like don't drink, dance, smoke, or chew, or run around with girls that do, and you'll be a great Christian. That's it. <laughs> you might want to write that down. You know, some of those things may not be the best for you, but that's not what sends you to hell. Smoking won't send you to hell. It'll just make you smell like you've been there. It may send you to heaven 20 years early. I don't know. But we get caught up in all this outward stuff. And you can start acting like a Christian and not even be one. Our purpose is to kick religion out the door and help you experience a relationship with Christ and grow strong in Christ so you can go back out to your neighbors and the world and be Jesus to them. And our purpose will never change. We will always hold 
to the truth of God's word. We will always hold to our purpose that lines up with God's purpose, and then we're willing to change everything else, our methods and the things we do and the programs and everything to reach out. We'll do anything it takes to reach people for Jesus Christ. And so we dream big and we pray hard, and that honors God with your life, and that honors God in our church. See, once you dream big and you step out in faith to believe God for great things, you start to realize how desperately you need God because the dream always draws out problems. The dream always attracts problems, but it's the problems that turn you to prayer. Prayer honors God because it shows that you realize that you're dependent upon God and his power rather than your ability. The problems keep you on your knees. That's the way it's always been at Woodland Church. From the very beginning, problem after problem. In the first four years, we met in four different buildings to accommodate our growth, and because they were always rented facilities, uh, there were always crazy stuff that happened every Sunday. We just never knew what to expect. I remember one Sunday, we got to the school early to set up church like we always did, and the school had forgot to turn the AC on on that Saturday night, and it was in the middle of the summer. It was about 95 degrees in the building, and I thought, you know what? People are gonna walk in, they're gonna walk right out, our church is over with. You know, I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Then I thought, you know what, I'll preach, what is hell like? And that will really (laughs) motivate them. I mean, I didn't know what to do, but we prayed and God got us through. There's those little problems that always happen and those big problems. In life, you will always face problems, but it's the problems that turn you to God's power. But then many times, the dream turns to dead end. Dreams always hit dead ends. And it's the dead ends that lead you to desperation and you fully surrender to God. And he gets to work and he gets all the credit. At Woodland Church over the years, we've hit many dead ends. And sometimes, as we prayed hard, God has used the dead end to redirect us into something better that he had for us. That without the dead end, we would have just taken another step and it would have been a real dead end. But many times we've hit a dead end and we've prayed really hard and then God has knocked the door down and made a way where there was no way, a door that could have never been opened by us. We've seen that happen all the time. And maybe today you're facing an overwhelming problem in your life or your family or your business. You've tried everything to get through it, but nothing's working. You can't fix this one. You can't change this one. You can't get through this one, and you've come to the end of your rope. Could it be? I mean, just could it be that God is trying to get your attention, that he's led you to that dead end so that you'll finally surrender to him and stop trying to fix it in your own strength and surrender to his strength, and you'll pray hard, that you'll start praying and realize you can talk directly to God and he cares about you. See, at the end of your rope, you discover that God is your only hope. And usually, many times, we don't discover that God is our only hope till we get to the end of the rope, because we think we can still fix it. And some of you are at the end of your rope, and you don't realize it. You're still trying to hold on. You think you can climb back up, and you're just barely hanging on. I want you to see Matthew 5, 3, where Jesus said, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. At the end of your rope is a blessed place to be. Now, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like the worst place to be. But it's at the end of the rope where God does his greatest miracles. 
If you're at the end of your rope today and you're holding on with all your might, just let go and let God catch you. Turn to him in prayer. Get on your knees and give it over to him and let him get involved. It's at the end of your rope where God does his greatest miracles in your life. Another huge lesson we've learned and continue to learn at Woodlands Church is God fights for you when you fall on your knees. I want you to look at 2 Chronicles 20 because there was a time when three armies had gathered together to come against the people of God and they prayed hard and God said this. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow march out against them but you will not even need to fight. Take your positions then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. Someone needed that today because you're fighting a battle that you were never meant to fight. That's God's battle, and he's gonna fight that battle for you. When you fall on your knees, God fights for you. And maybe God is just waiting for you to fall on your knees and just pray to him and give it over to him. Not some big spiritual prayer, but just tell God, pour your heart out to God. You see, I I love where it says, take your positions. We're to take our position in prayer. God fights for you when you fall on your knees. Are you praying for your family? Are you praying for your kids if you're a parent? Are you praying for your business, for your workplace? Are you praying for the church? As we step out in faith more than ever as a church, we pray hard because we know that God has called us to do things much bigger than our ability. Things that our church really can't do but God wants to do through us. You see, our pastors pray. There's so many times we get together. For 30 minutes, just get together, and we pray together about all the things that God's calling us to do that we can't do because we know we need God, and we do that when we start the fall for about a month. We meet, and we just keep coming together and praying together. We're gonna start doing it again at the end of this month leading up to Christmas because God's calling us to do some things that there's no way we can do. We can't change one life, but God wants to change thousands. And so in January, we started up again. Before Easter, we do it again. We're always praying, and as a church, I know so many prayer warriors and our prayer teams pray for you, for God to work in your life, to bless your family. They pray for me and my family. They they pray for our church. Are you praying for your church? Are you getting on your knees? It doesn't take long. Get on your knees. Pray for your family, and you watch what God does. And we're, we have our prayer teams out at the fountain, by the way, at our prayer fountain at the end of the service. We want to pray with you. I don't know what the need is that you have, but God cares about every need. He wants you to pray about it. If you're worried about it, God cares about it because he didn't want you to worry. And so he wants you to pray, and we're here to pray for you. You, Woodland Church, are praying church. This church has always been bathed in prayer, and I honor you because you pray hard. Dream big, pray hard, and then build people. Build people. When we build in the lives of people, it honors God because God is a builder. He always has been. And God has always called us, his people, to be builders alongside him. Starting in the Garden of Eden, when God told Adam and Eve to plant, to grow, to increase, to build. God called Noah to build an ark. God called Abraham to build a great nation. And Jesus Christ, of course, said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 
God made us to be builders. The real question is, what are you building with your life? What are you building with your one and only life that's gonna last for all eternity? You can be a home builder or the builder of a big stock portfolio. You could be a business builder, a bodybuilder, but the greatest thing you could ever be is a people builder. That's what God is. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, would you look at that with me? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. So encourage each other, build each other up, just as you're already doing. This verse describes you, Woodland Church. You are people builders. That's what you're already doing. And by the way, there are two types of people in the world. There are those who build up, and there are those who tear down. Builder-uppers and tear-downers. You English teachers, don't email me, please. There are builder-uppers and there are tear-downers, and most people are tear-downers because it's much easier to tear something down than it is to build something up. It's much easier to tear someone down with criticism than to build them up with truth and love. It's much easier to tear down a marriage than to build up a marriage. It's much easier to tear down a business with one act of dishonesty than it is to build up a business with thousands of acts of integrity. It's much easier to tear down than it is to build up, but God calls his people to be people builders, to build people up with truth and love, and I honor you, Woodland Church, because you are people builders. You're the most encouraging church I know of. I know that God has called me and God has called you to be people builders more than we've ever been. We decided early on at Woodland Church that if we focus on building people, God would build the buildings because the church is people, not buildings. Now, we need buildings. You know, we need buildings to be a base for an army of compassion. We need buildings, and we have built buildings all over the world in our missions and churches and church plants and you know we built buildings. it's really important to have buildings but the church is not a building it's the body of Christ it's not a place you go it's people we come here to worship and gather and it's so important and then we go out as Woodland Church all throughout the world each and every day to be Jesus to people and God wants us to join him in what he's doing people building building his church the church's people What is God doing? What he's always been doing. God's number one focus, what he's doing, what he is all about is doing one thing. He's building his church. He's bringing people into his forever family and building them up to become all he's called them to be so they can go back out and bring others into his forever family, the church, the only organization that is going to last for all eternity. That's what God is about. That's what God is up to. And when we join God in what he's doing, building his forever family, then God blesses that. Something happens when you line up, even if it's imperfectly, and you line up with what God is about, and Jesus Christ said, what I'm doing is I'm building my church, and the gates of hell won't stand against it. Then the gates of hell won't stand against your life, your family, your church. You see, every time you give at Woodland Church, every time you serve at Woodland Church, you've joined God in what he's doing, bringing people into his family, building his church all over the world. That's what it's all about. You see, if your vision doesn't line up with God's purpose, which is building people and bringing them into his forever family, the church, then you'll never experience all the blessings and power that God wants you to. 
been one of the greatest secrets of Woodland Church. We don't have it all together. We're an imperfect church, why? Because we're all imperfect. I always laugh when people say, I just haven't found the perfect church for me, you know? It's like, I love Jesus, but there's been no church I've found that's ever been, you know, really good enough. And I wanna say, that's hilarious. You're looking for the perfect church, but if you join a church, you'll run it because you're imperfect, you know? If you find a perfect church and you join, it's not perfect anymore because of you, but you'll never find a perfect church. Why? Because the church is people. We're all imperfect and flawed and broken. And the church is not a courthouse of judgment. It's a hospital for sinners. As God restores our brokenness, Jesus said, I didn't come for those who think they've got it all together. I came for those who know they're sick and need healing. And that's what it's all about. And if you've never joined the church, then there's no way you can really align your life with God's purpose. His purpose is building his forever family. But when you join the church, hey, we don't have it all together at Woodland Church, I'll just tell you. You know, we're imperfect, ordinary people. But that's all God has to work with. But God's doing some extraordinary things as we put the little bit of faith we have totally in him. And when you join Woodland Church, I unapologetically say that may be one of the greatest things you ever do in your life is you align yourself with God's purpose and you come alive and your needs start getting met. You start serving, meeting others' needs. You start giving, making a difference for the kingdom of God. You come alive. Dream big, pray hard, build people, and then praise God. Dream big, pray hard, build people, and praise God because we thank God and praise him because of what he's done in our lives and in our church. He gets all the credit. Look at Psalm 44.3. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. You see, everything that's happened at Woodland Church, God has done. But he uses people, ordinary people like you and me. But, but I can tell you, everything that's happened at Woodland Church, God has done. Many times, in spite of me, God has done it. You know, sometimes people come here, and we have people from all over the world now that come here. I think next week there's people from, pastors from Brazil, and we've had pastors from all over the world, and they come here and they go, wow, what's the secret? You know, you must be a great leader. You must be really smart. You and Chris, man, what do you do? And it's like, you don't know the story. I know the true story. I know how there's been so many dead ends we didn't know what to do. We worried about it, and then we finally surrendered it to God, and then God did amazing things. And every step of the way, God has worked miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. So I want you to know, no, we don't have any extra wisdom. We don't have any extra faith. We're ordinary, imperfect people, but God is an extraordinary God. And he's the one who's done it all along the way. That's why when I come out here to preach, I get on my knees right back there, and I pray, God, you're gonna have to speak through me because I can't change one life. So speak through your word, your word that never comes back empty but changes lives, change our lives. And that's why when I drive up to the church so many times I go, God, I resign from being this pastor because I can't lead this church. I don't know what to do next. I've never led a church this large as you keep growing our church and expanding the ministries of this church. And I go, I resign, you're in charge. And I'm telling you, God comes through 
One step at a time, you take a step of faith and God comes through. And then you've got to praise him because God doesn't share two things. He never shares the glory. Don't dare steal God's glory. And secondly, he doesn't share vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So we're not to get back at people. But he gets all the praise. And so we want to just praise him for what he's done I wanna praise him for what he's done through you this year because God uses ordinary people. God loves it when he allows us to get in on it and he works through us. And so I wanna just share with you briefly what God's done just this year through you, Woodland Church. Go ahead and put it on the screen. One of our first priorities is sharing the gospel of hope. 1,220 people were baptized this year to profess their faith in Christ at Woodland Church. That represents, it's amazing. Those numbers aren't important, except for the fact that those numbers, each one represents a person that Christ died for that's now gonna be in heaven for all eternity because of what God's done through you. Uh, 4.5 million people watch Woodland Church services through our online campus and broadcast ministry, and then our counseling ministry has expanded. 850 plus people have received Christian counseling from our pastoral counseling center, and it just keeps exploding. We keep adding new people training lay counselors, and we've opened it up to the community, and God's working. Another priority is raising up the next generation. Over 2,100 people have been impacted by our foster care adoption and single parent ministry, which has just exploded with growth this year. Over 2,000 children from 25 schools received school supplies for the year, and we're gonna do the same for Christmas gifts through our angel tree ministry that starts today. And so, over 4,600 teenagers and children experienced Christ through our camps this year. Over 4,000 preschoolers, children, teenagers, and young adults received weekly biblical teaching and fellowship. And then 65 students enrolled in Woodland Seminary classes, which I, I think is double, and God keeps expanding all these ministries. Another priority is serving the poor and powerless. Why? Because Jesus said we're to do that, and we follow him. Over 250 people experiencing homelessness were impacted with clothing, food, and temporary housing through our homeless ministry. 65 sites in Houston are ministered to monthly by our anti-human trafficking ministry. Over 450 senior adults, uh, usually at retirement homes, are ministered to on a regular basis through our senior adult ministry. And thousands more are impacted locally by our ministries, providing food, disaster relief, single parent support, job support, camp scholarships, fellowship through life groups, addiction recovery, and after school mentoring, and so much more. And then another priority is to reach the world, because Jesus commands us to go throughout the world. And over 69,000 people have been impacted in five countries with our food programs, our in-school mentoring programs, our sports ministries, our church planting, and leadership training. Over 1,000 people received agricultural training and supplies through our farmers' field schools in Kenya, Haiti, and India this year. There were over 50 women rescued from human trafficking in India through our anti-human trafficking ministry. We planted 15 churches in Kenya, Honduras, and India this year. Over 100 pastors were trained and encouraged who minister in countries persecuting Christians through our persecuted church ministry and missionary. Over 6,000 students are receiving biblical mentoring in Malawi, Kenya, and Honduras through our in-school mentoring programs. God is doing amazing things, and that's just some of what God is doing through you. We give him all the credit and all the glory, but praise God, he uses us.
This last week, I came across a sermon that I preached on the second anniversary of the church 27 years ago. And I have a page from that message, and I just want to read part of this message that I shared at our second anniversary as a church. Our church is made up of ordinary people, and no one's more ordinary than your pastor with my faults, flaws, and imperfections. We're ordinary people, but we've chosen to believe our extraordinary God for great things, and that's our choice. Can you imagine what our church is going to be like 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Ever thought about that? I think about it a lot. We've only been going two years, and there's a lot of people out there that need Jesus. I think a lot about what our church will be like 30 years from now. What we're doing here is bigger than me, it's bigger than you, it will outlast us. Our kids are growing up in this church and they'll become all that God has called them to be. Our grandchildren will come to know Christ at this church one day. What we're doing here is far bigger than anything we could ever be involved in. Thousands of lives will be changed over the next 30 years. Thousands of people will be in heaven because of what we do here, and that humbles me because it's not my vision, it's God's vision. It's God's vision, it's our vision from God. I praise God you're a visionary people. In 30 years, your grandkids will thank you for your vision, for your giving, for your serving. It's not my vision, but it's God's vision. You know, that just grabbed my heart because I wanted to thank God for all that he's done. I wanted to thank all the people, which there weren't very many, because of the vision. And I wanna share with you what God has done in 29 years. There have been 27,522 active, there's 27,522 active members right now at Woodland Church. Over the last 29 years, 32,210 people were baptized to show their profession of faith in Jesus Christ. And 85,736 people have committed their life to Christ at our campuses, our online and broadcast ministry, and our missions all over the world. And each one of those represents someone who'll be in heaven forever because of what God has done through you and your vision and your faith and your giving and your serving for God's glory. But you know what? I praise God for what he's done over the last 29 years. But what Chris and I think about all the time now is what will our church be like five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? I may not be here. I may be in heaven. But that's okay because this church will outlast us all because Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. I feel like it's a, a new beginning at Woodland Church. It feels like it did when we first started Woodland Church. Chris and I talk about that all the time. And I want you to start dreaming about what this church will be like 30 years from now because for some of you, you've got children growing up at this church and they're gonna grow up to become all that God's called them to be. And they're gonna go out to be world changers and they're gonna stand strong against this crazy culture in our mixed up world today, how we need to build these kids. And, and some of you, your grandkids are gonna thank you 30 years from now because of what you're doing, because of your vision, because of your belief that God can do great things through you and through this church. I think about 
what it's gonna be like because what we're doing here is bigger than you, it's bigger than me, it will outlast us. It's God's family and God's church and it will last for all eternity. See, one day I'll be gone. I'll be having fun in heaven. These buildings will still be here, bringing people to Jesus. Our ministries will be more than ever, bringing people to Jesus for his glory. And one day, thousands of years from now, these buildings will have crumbled to dust. But the church is not a building. There will be thousands upon thousands alive in heaven because of what God is doing through you and what we're doing here with God's power. God uses ordinary people because that's all he has to work with. But we have a choice. We have a choice. We can choose to believe our extraordinary God for great things. Be it done to you according to your faith, Jesus said. You take the little bit of imperfect faith, you place it all on our perfect, extraordinary God, and he will do extraordinary great things. You see, God wants to expand your vision. He wants you to dream big, to pray hard, to build people and to praise God. But you know what he's calling us to do at Woodland Church? Over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be sharing about these big calls that God is calling us to do that we can't do in our own ability. And we need God's power and God's strength, but he's gonna use you, he's gonna use me. And so what we know God's leading us to do is to dream bigger, to pray harder, to build people stronger and to praise God louder because that's what it's gonna take with God's power to do that. And so Woodland Church, I want you to stand. And I wanna pray for us. I wanna thank God for what he's done and I wanna thank God for what he's getting ready to do is he's gonna stretch our faith in giving and serving and following him with all our hearts. He's gonna stretch our vision and he always comes through. Dear God, I thank you for all that you've done at Woodland Church. Everything that's been accomplished, you have done it. I know the true story. And I thank you, Lord. But I thank you use ordinary people. Thank you that you're using us. And I thank you, God, for the vision of this church, for the generosity of this church. I thank you, God, for how this church is so faith-filled. And I just pray that you would bless our church because our church is people. Bless families and lives and hearts and single adults, married couples. Lord, bless us and strengthen us. Our children, our teenagers, our young adults. Lord, bless and strengthen us and then expand our vision for your glory. Help us to dream bigger, pray harder, build people stronger and praise you louder for your glory. And I pray for those who've never received you, Lord, that they would come to know you right now by praying this simple prayer. Dear Jesus Christ, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I know I can't get to you, but thank you that you came to me and you died on the cross to wash away all my sins with your perfect sinless blood. I accept your free gift of forgiveness, salvation, and heaven one day. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Help me grow in my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's thank God for those who prayed to receive Christ. I'll tell you one more thing that we have learned at Woodland Church. God never fails. God never fails. He won't fail you. He's brought you too far to let you down. He's brought you too far 
to let you drown. You may get wet at times. You may feel like you're going under, but he's brought you too far to let you drown. He's brought you too far to let you down. Our God never fails, and we have a firm foundation that we can stand on because he's the one who is our rock. In Psalm 107, 31, it says, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. Let's do that right now because God inhabits the praises of his people. It honors God when we praise him. He loves that and then he blesses us. Let's sing because you're on a firm foundation, aren't you, Woodland Church? Let's thank him for what he's done. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.